who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to episode 105 of the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountis in an echoey room and with me is Eric Sanchez. What's going on from tonight? the uh, the bedroom of this fine abode? What's going on tonight? Oh, not much. Just hanging out, watching some debate stuff between uh, Trump on one channel and Biden on the other. And, okay, well, you know, there's it's pretty there, interesting. That's fine. There's one thing we don't care about in this show, and that's elections or politics. So anyway. Uh, well, you this, asked what I was doing. I'm just telling you what I was watching. You could have lied. You could have said looking <laughs> at Funkos, which, by the way, you still need to pick up your Naomi glow-in-the-dark Funko, by the way. Yeah, I still have a $10 bill in my wallet, Ooh, just for that reason. Crisp. I like it. No, it's probably ripped. Aw. <laughs> like, <laughs> but the ATM wouldn't take. I'm like, all right, I'll save it for Steve. What a nice guy. This week, we're going to be talking about Halloween Havoc, 1997, and oh boy, I don't know about oh, you. baby. But I got a lot to say about this. This show. I, can't I hope wait, you do. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, <laughs> if this is your first time listening to us, guys, really appreciate that. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast, and you can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Simply search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. It will pop up for you. And best way to interact with us is Twitter, but we also have an email if you want to send a long forward note, audio question or something, to ppwpodcast at gmail.com. We have a t-shirt store, webmaneuver.net. But again, I've been saying this for the past few weeks. Just if you want to support us, just listen. That's all you got to do, right? That's right. That's all you have to do. Uh, I mentioned a second ago, this week, there may be a bit of an echo on my microphone because I'm in an empty room. I feel like uh, the ending of Fresh Pence of Bel-Air where like Will's in the room. <laughs> You're in a big empty room? Yeah. Got- I don't hear it. Good, good. But either way, I feel like I'm in a big empty room, like, not not the why don't he want me episode, but like the last episode where he's, he's all yeah. sad. Fresh well, we were all sad. Well, let's be honest with each other. <laughs> so what's new in your wrestling world? Have you been watching anything? Um, I've been watching, I've been watching more Raw lately. Okay. And what I, I, I'd like to watch it on Hulu because it, it cuts it down to 90 minutes, mm-hmm. which is you know, pretty good for me because it, it, I get burnt out maybe two hours into it, then I pause it, and then I try to rewatch it later, and by that time, the new episode is already out, then I don't want to watch that because I haven't caught up with the other, and it's just, I get weeks behind, so with the Hulu 90-minute 90, 90 deal, it's, it's I can bang it out and, you know, catch up with what the most important uh, storylines were. You watch NXT with, like, the the Capitol Center where they have, like, the fans banging against yeah, the cage? Yeah, I've, I've seen that. Um, I watched it live last night, but I've been watching that on Hulu, too. It seems like to me someone saw like how PWG shows were and like, like let's do that. Let's see, let's see if we can do that. You know, in, in our it does make it better, I'll say that, to have those people there watching it live. Yeah, but PWG's not entirely set up that way. But I could see what you're saying. It's a, sm- a small area with people you know, limited right, people. <laughs> right up against it. 
And yeah. I've been watching a lot of Dynamite AEW. I think a lot of their storylines are pretty pretty great lately. And mm-hmm. I did you watch the strap match between Cody and um, Brody Lee? No. Okay, go back and watch it. It's worth watching. The strap or the dog collar? Dog collar. I'm sorry. Dog collar match. No, I didn't watch it. And uh, it was funny because Greg Valentine was out there in the crowd. And, like, <laughs> he's just so I saw lonely. a meme about it. Just lonely Greg Valentine. And well, he I think had, Jim Ross says, hey, well, hopefully all you fans are just as excited as Greg Valentine. <laughs> I think he's being a smart ass because Greg Valentine is just stone-faced looking at it. And he's like, hmm, like. Like nothing exciting. I love someone posted on Twitter or something like uh, in about 15, 20 minutes, Greg will be warmed up for this match because yep. Gorilla Monsoon be like, oh, Valentine's about 20 minutes before he's loosed up for any match. So it, it's been good lately. So it, it, I've been getting back into current product a little bit more, watching NXT. Uh, still have not jumped back on the Raw train or the SmackDown train yet, although I hear I should. I hear SmackDown's pretty great, so I'll, yeah, I'll try. Yeah, SmackDown's pretty good. I, I, that's one I haven't really stopped watching. Okay. You know, I might watch it a couple days later or a week late, but still, it's it's something that I watch. And every, I mean, I mentioned this before, just over the years, I just, I like Impact. So sometimes I'll go through like a four, five, eight month just watching Impact for no you know, nonstop. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go a year without it. And then I'll, <laughs> you know, go, <laughs> I'll go like four or five weeks with it. And it's just something that, you know, it's there. Like if I'm, I'm kind of tired of the, uh, the SmackDown, the raw and I, a new dynamite's not out yet. And, you know, I'm like, Oh, I record impact. So I'll watch that. And sometimes I'll watch two or three episodes back to back, just kind of in the background, but a little bit paying attention to it. Cause not everything on it's great, but a lot of it's, a lot of it's good. They still are struggling with the no crowd. But it's it's different. It's a different feel, and it's good. I'm glad there's wrestling for people to watch in these yeah. unprecedented times, as everyone likes to call mm-hmm. it. Any um, purchases or anything? Any wrestling things you've been eyeing or taking a look for? Um, like, you know, I, the Walmart out by us is, is pretty terrible. Garbage. Um, I did go in there and there was a Ronda Rousey from like the, the latest series, and it was 15 bucks. I'm like, I'll get it. The SummerSlam one? I think so, with the eye makeup. That's and the, her. Yeah, that's her best figure, I think, so today. Yeah, so I picked it up because I have the other one, but I don't really like the way the other one looks because she's smiling and she's got her like hair and she has the T-shirt on mm-hmm. and the black pants. Yeah, I know but I, I like this one because it's the uh, wrestling gear. Yeah. Go on your woman of wrestling shelf. Yeah, I'm slowing down a little bit. Really nothing for me. I did get in the mail today from Ringside Collectibles the ring carts set of Macho Man and Andre the Giant. Have you seen those? No. So basically, it's it's the figure in a WrestleMania ring cart. Like, remember the WrestleMania 3 and WrestleMania 6 ring carts? Yeah, is it a Mattel? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, the the prices have already gone up since I, I saw them. So it was uh, 50 bucks for the set, and now it's up to 55 So What's it called? Ring cart? Yeah. It's like WrestleMania 3 ring cart or something. Just, okay. just, just look up Mattel ring cart. You'll be able to find it. It's on there. Yeah, I see it right now. Yeah, it's they're they're pretty cool, and honestly, the packaging is what, what kind of sold it for me. So I'm going to keep them in the package, and I might hold on to them and see if they go up in value and sell them. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, they look good. I mean, you can still order them. Yeah, they're, they're again they've gone up in price. Uh, speaking of which, have you did you see the everyone all pissed off that Ringside put up the Cody Chase for two hundred bucks? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So the, I mean, they're a reseller. Why, why would anybody be mad at them? So it's like the Cody, you know, the Cody AEW figure, the Chase, one of five hundred. Yeah. They put up a limited number for one ninety nine, and people are like, "You scalpers, rigs, eyeball!" I'm like, "One, they're a business. They are scalpers. They're a business. <laughs> yeah, of course. They're but, not. I mean, if if you're buying from somebody and reselling it, technically you're a scalper. 
I don't care, but to me, like, I just think it's hilarious that it's 200 yeah. bucks for that figure, which isn't even great, by the way. But it, no. it just it, it made me laugh, and everyone's pissed, but I kind of get it because people feel like chases should be just that. They should be equal chance, random in boxes, out there in the wild, but ringside got however many of them. And, yeah, but and, I mean, that, that's ringside, though. Like, if it's Target or Walmart, that's a different story. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sure they have to pay more for these things cause, and then sell them to make money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably. I don't think they're getting them for retail. I mean, maybe they are. Who knows? Even if they are, they're a business. Good for them. Do what they want. Yeah. And everyone, like, always comments on ringside. And ringside, I, I have my own issues with them, mostly with the way they pack stuff. But it, if you don't need to buy from them, there's other retailers out there. There's Megalopolis. There's Entertainment Earth. There's yeah. There's Amazon. There's, e- there's other sellers. So yeah, I've been noticing not- Entertainment Earth does get more stuff. So it's like if you want to order, I, that's who I would recommend because I've ordered from that before. I would highly recommend Megalopolis if you want to keep your stuff pristine. They yeah. go above and beyond with the shipping. You, there is a delay as far as like getting it. Like Ringside may have something mm-hmm. now, whereas they'll have it in like two months from now. But what do you re- unless you go into a signing, do you really need it right now? No. But also the perk of Entertainment Earth, they have that mint guarantee. So if it comes in messed up, they'll replace it for you or that, refund you if they don't have it. See, when you're a collectible site, I think shipping, you should take pride in it. You shouldn't go yeah, cheap you should. on it. You know, even mine from Ringside today, it was a regular box, no packing. And luckily everything was fine. But if you're called, your website's named Collectibles, <laughs> right. come on, you know. But either way. You, they know the deal. Yeah. But I, at the same time, if I know that if anyone has an issue, they're always like, yep, we will take care of you. We'll refund you. And just send it back, and we'll give you your money back, or we'll send you another one. So at least they do that. They take care of you. Yeah, I hardly order from them unless it's uh, like a Black Friday deal. Yeah. All right. Ready to get into this show? Anything else you want to talk about? Hell yeah. No, there's nothing else I want to talk about. Just Halloween (laughs) Havoc 97. Yeah. Okay, let's set the stage as we always do out here on the PPW podcast. October 1997, where are you? And as a fan in life, mm, where's, October where's 97, Eric in 97? I was probably, I was probably getting away from WCW. You're like a senior in high school, junior probably? No, I graduated. You I graduated went, in 96. Okay, so you just started you know, community college, right? Uh, maybe, maybe you're working. Either way, go ahead. Yeah, I'm working. So what are you doing? Yeah, I don't remember watching this. Mm-hmm. You know, when it came out, I, I heard about it, watched replays on Nitro and stuff like that, but never really watched the entire pay-per-view. So this is the first for me. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. This is one of my favorite guilty pleasure bad pay-per-views. Um, it does have one of the more famous matches in wrestling lore, the Rey Mysterio-Eddie Guerrero match, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. It also has a lot to talk about in the main event with Hogan and, and Piper in a steel cage. <laughs> I See, some of these matches I've seen individually just... Yeah. Uh, on their own, but I've never watched all of this from beginning to end. We'll, we'll we'll get right into it, and we'll get through the entire show as we do. Me in 97, I'm in seventh grade, and I am pretty close to the, not I guess the, not the peak. the peak. My peak of my fandom lasted a long time, but like 97, I'm like really into it. Yeah, This is the time that other people in my school are starting to get into wrestling, and I was so hardcore WWF defender that, like, it was beyond – it was crazy. Like, I was just arguing with people why WCW sucked and why Raw was better and whatever, even though mm-hmm. Nitro at this time is on fire. Like, so, for example, I, I went and looked up the ratings during this time frame. Okay. And this is the weeks leading up 
to this pay-per-view. So on 10-6, Raw does a rating of a 3, Nitro 3.9. So okay. The week after that, Raw does a 2.3, Nitro 3.8. The week before the pay-per-view, Raw 2.9, Nitro 4.6. Week The day after the pay-per-view, Raw 2.3, Nitro of 4.3. So Nitro is kicking Raw's ass. Way more people are watching Nitro in 97. Even though, and even now, like everyone looks back and sees how great WWF was in 97, mm-hmm. there's no stopping the NWO. There's no stopping all the craziness that's going on on, on Nitro every week. And I also looked up the pay-per-view buy rates for this show. So I, I wanted to compare it to what WWF had at the time. Uh, let's let's have you guess. What would you say? What would you guess that this Halloween Havoc '97 pay per view did? How many buys? Uh, Eight hundred thousand. No, way less. Eight hundred thousand, like WrestleMania level. So, and even that, that that's <laughs> yeah. You told me to guess. Okay, I'll give you one more. One more guess. All right, uh, forty-five, four hundred fifty thousand. Close. Four hundred five thousand. Very okay. very strong. I just had my numbers at the wrong wrong spot. In comparison, the WWF October '97 pay per view was Bad Blood. In Your House, which featured the amazing and best Hell in the Cell match, and the first one with Shawn Michael and The Undertaker. What would you guess that pay-per-view? How many buys would that did that do? Uh, 150,000. Close, 168,000. So it's night and day how much more popular WCW is than WWF at this time. And it's crazy. Yeah, but the In Your House ones I, I never got into because they just kind oh. of just weren't like the the main four. So sure. I think they were they were kind of starting up with that new stuff. Where to me, Halloween Havoc was one of like the big ones for WCW. Okay, well, in comparison, one of the big ones for WWF Survivor Series '97 did two hundred fifty thousand. So Ooh, still significant, still significantly <laughs> less than yeah. uh, than that Halloween Havoc did there. So WCW is on top of the world, and for me, I was watching both. And I specifically remember watching a lot of the Nitro replays after Raw. So I watched both shows, or I would tape it, or mm-hmm. flip back and forth. I was a flipper, uh, but I, I loved both shows. And I, even though I claimed to only be loyal to WWF, do you remember what were you, were you watching Nitro at the time? Were you into it? Were you strictly Raw? Were you no, I was, I was into both of them. I was getting more into WCW. Um, not at the beginning of Nitro, maybe two, three months after Nitro started, then I you know realized there was an option. Because they would talk about it on uh, WCW Saturday Night. I got away from WWF because I don't know. I just got it just got stale. So then I'm like, oh, I kind of want to watch something different. Um, but yeah, I, I I was flipping back and forth. I didn't really buy pay per views back then. I just kind of you know just saw the results the next Monday of, of what happened and that kind of stuff. So I, it didn't seem worth it to me to to buy the pay per views mm-hmm. at 19, 18 years old. I I didn't buy this for sure. Uh, I don't even know if I would have listened to the scrambled version of it, but <laughs> I I don't think I ever ordered a WCW pay-per-view or even saw one live other than like the mid-90s ones, early 90s ones. I saw a couple of those yeah. on the cheater box, but I never ordered the heyday WCW pay-per-views. I don't know why. Did you ever order a pay-per-view from WCW? Um, I went to a, a Starcade party uh, later Whoa. in 97. What was that? Starcade. Where was that? Yeah. Oh, it was my friend's friend. It was about six of us. And we were, you know, I was rooting for Sting and <laughs> other people were rooting for Hogan. And yeah, I mean, I mean, we were into it. We just didn't really get the pay-per-views. Well, I mean, Star K97 was the peak of WCW. Like that oh, was like yeah. the top of the mountain for them. Yeah. It was all downhill after that. Well, I was still into it at 80, uh, 98, 99. And then I got out of it and 
I don't know. It just, I mean, it, it's just like every four or five years I'd be into it. Then I wouldn't be into it. Then I'd be into it. And yeah. Well, I, so this probably lasted till 99 for me. I think a lot of people were out of WCW in 99, 2000, et cetera. So you weren't alone in leaving, leaving ship. Yeah. Uh, how like Tank you? Abbott and, you know, oh, all that, 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 uh, Evan Courageous and all those <laughs> all those kind of guys. I've, I've gone back and watched some of those uh, 2,000 pay-per-views on the network of WCW. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have I. They're terrible. And the crowd is like like less than 1,000 people, it seems like, sometimes. A big old curtain covering the arena up. and Oh, man, it was rough. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Everything just looked, I don't know, just blah. Like it wasn't well-produced anymore, and it was just everybody. Anybody could just get a job and... Yeah, it wasn't a good time. Well, what but was... 97, baby. Yes. Now we're talking. 97 was a good time. October 26th, 1997, from the mm. MGM Grand Garden Arena in Vegas, Nevada. The attendance, 12,457. The tagline for this show, Snap into the Madness. And this is a tale of two shows for sure as I watch this. And... As I was watching the show, because I've seen the show before a bunch of times. Again, it's one of my guilty pleasure shows is bad pay-per-views. Okay. And I mainly love the second half because it's so bad. As I was watching the first half of the show, I'm like, this is, I cannot believe these matches are on the same show as what will be the main event steel cage match. It doesn't seem like the the same show. The first half of this was like really good. Yeah. When I started to get to the Lex Scott Hall match, I'm like, oh my God, this is (laughs) like, I was just getting tired. Yeah, exactly. And then it was uh, Savage and and DDP. I don't really like DDP. We'll get get into it. Let's get into it. I know we will. I'm just saying the first half was more exciting. I'm like, holy crap. I didn't realize this was so good. The, the show starts off. We get the, the intro video, which is basically all about Piper and Hogan. Nothing else on the card is highlighted. Just Piper and Hogan. And the intro song as they're playing throughout the arena, the overhead shots of the arena and everything. Sounds like a, a song from WCW NW Revenge on N64. And maybe it, it was. was. It, it, yeah. it was. It, that just brought me back right to the video game. As you know, as they come in, they get rid of that first montage, you know, Piper and Hogan. They come in, the panning of the arena, like you're saying, and just that music. I'm like, oh my God, that's got to be the WCW uh, Revenge. That's the main music I looked at. Yeah. Up. And if it's not, it better be. And if it's. I no, mean, it is. Because <laughs> they do have different uh, music settings in that video game. So I'm like, and it's on YouTube somewhere, but where you can click the different uh, yeah. uh, settings or di- different uh, scenarios where you would have the music. And I clicked the Halloween Havoc. I'm like, that's not the music. So then I was going through three, three or four more, and I hit main music, and that was it. I'm like, yep, that's it. Tony Schiavone says that the cage match tonight is the biggest cage match in wrestling history. Well, it is the biggest cage match. <laughs> it's the biggest cage, at least. <laughs> 20 feet high. Well, is it bigger than the Hell in the Cell? Well, this was before Hell in the Cell. Uh, let's see. This took place on October well, in your house. 26, 97. I, I would say it was bigger than the one at, uh, the, at yeah. in your house. It is. It's probably not as big as the one, the current Hell in the Cell, right? Mm-hmm. The crazy one that's right. giant that's red now for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. The In your house. Oh, Bad Blood took place October 5th, 97. So they had a cage match first. So go WWF. Yeah. But like you said, as they're paying the crowd, we've got. Tony, Shivani, Bobby Heenan, Dusty Rhodes on the call. They've got some sweet Halloween Havoc polos, which I want. Give me yeah. those polos with the logo, with the demon holding like the Slim Jim logo over his head or whatever. Oh, hell yeah. Give it, give it all to me right now. Somebody, some, I know the, there's someone out there making bootleg merch. 
Make these polos. There are. I'm going to buy them. Make <laughs> these polos. I'll wear it on the golf course. I'll find the logo and have my sister print one. No, I want it. I want it embroidered. I don't want the screen print. Oh, card. embroidered. Yeah. I got you. So if you get one, if you could hook me up with that, I'd be really appreciated. Uh, what'd you think about Dusty with this commentary team, Tony, Dusty, and Bobby? What'd you think of them? I thought it was fine. I mean, Dusty didn't really talk a whole lot throughout the whole thing. So when he did talk, I was like, oh, who's that? Oh, yeah, that's Dusty. So I, I thought the I thought Tanae, or not Tanae, well, Tanae comes in. He, he annoys me later. But uh, Shivani and Heenan, I thought, were pretty good. Yeah, so Mike Tanae is also there. He is, they introduce him as like a, an expert for the first few matches. Yeah. Because there are people from Mexico and Japan. He's kind of the expert. What are your thoughts on Tanae? You said he annoys you, but what about him as an expert? What do you think? Oh, I think he's brilliant. And I love all the information that he gives. Like he, he's so well, like, I guess, well-trained or just educated on everything. And it's, it's, it's a lot for somebody to retain all that information, which I can understand if you are around that, uh, I guess, environment and, and that type of, of wrestling scenes and stuff like that. So, you know, I, big ups to him. He just got annoying later when he just kept going on and on and on, like back to back to back, like back, 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 back. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm like, down. Yeah, you're not, on, you're not on the call here, buddy. You should be like analysis, not play-by-play. Play. Leave that mm-hmm. up to Tony Schiavone. I think it was smart of Bischoff to do that, to hire him, because you know, there's no way Bobby Heenan or Dusty Rhodes know who the hell these guys are. No. And so, I'm glad I'm glad Tanae was there, but like I said, it just got to be the point to where it was like too much information, mm-hmm. but it, it helped during the matches. Do you think there could be an expert now, either on AEW or WWE, for stuff like this? I don't even know who it would be. Maybe for like the women's, women's division or something. You kind of have that with like Beth Phoenix and NXT. But yeah. I mean, Mike Tanae's still out there. Yeah, he's for, does he work in Impact or is he on No, NWA? he did, but I don't think he's been around for at least four or five years, maybe longer. I don't know. I think it'd be cool if, let's say, there's like a big title match or something, bring back a former champion to yeah. talk about how hard it is to win or something. I don't know. Something would be cool, but mm-hmm. you have to commit to it and be good at it, too. That's the thing. Tanae was good. He was very yeah, good. Yeah, he really it. was. Our opening match is, what is it here? Oh, <laughs> Yuji Nagata with Sonny Ono versus Ultimo Dragon. The favorite, my favorite part of this match, not my favorite, one of the favorite parts of this match is as they're walking out, Sonny Ono has a disposable camera and yeah. takes a selfie with it. <laughs> that, that's a sign of the times for sure. He was he was apparently the first guy to do a selfie. At least with a disposable. Do you think he got that film developed later? I hope so. He's got it in a photo album somewhere. He's like, oh, this was my time at Halloween Havoc It's just a picture of his thumb because he screwed it up the picture. Oh, he was a good photographer. The, this match starts off, it's hot and heavy. You know, it's it's luchador match, it's Japan, and Ultimo Dragon pretty much carries this match, so good for him. Mm-hmm. But th- before we talk about any matches, we got to talk about this ring and this setup for Halloween Havoc. Got the gray mat, the giant logo, in each corner, Slim Jim logos on the mat, and those yellow and red Slim Jim covers on the posts. Mm-hmm. Some people may think, like, too much advertisement is cheesy or something. Give this to me. I love it. Like I don't like if if Triple H is not in the phone with Slim Jim for the NXT Halloween Havoc show for being the sponsor, he's he's screwed up horribly. You you need it. You need Slim Jim as a sponsor. I'm trying to look up photos of this because oh yeah okay you're right you're right you're right epic epic. 
It just to me. See, I've I've seen uh, customized. You know those uh, WWE rings, those little ones for the Hasbro figures, or yeah, the Mattel retro rings. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have been doing custom customizations on those, and I think I've seen one of these before, like on one of those little rings. Yeah, could you? People would lose their damn mind if they flipped on NXT <laughs> Halloween Havoc. I know they are yeah. bringing back Spin the Wheel, Make a Deal for yes. the Halloween. If there's, there better be a coal, coal miners glove option on there. <laughs> there's not. There's not. No. Why not? That's the best one. It could have been. Oh, man. I, I, I suggested the the dog collar match because, you know, we saw the dog collar match with her and Dust. Was it last year or the year before? Was it Shotzi and Dust? Yeah. You don't remember that? I remember, but I don't remember being Shotzi. Yeah, it was Shotzi. Okay, you're right. It was. Then remember Rosemary came out and like yeah. turned her evil and all that stuff. That was like three years ago now, maybe more. That was fun, though. It was. It was brutal. They beat the hell out of each other for 300 people. <laughs> Hanging each other over the top rope. and That was bad. I mean, that, that's good training <laughs> for when you when you get to the big time, like NXT or mm-hmm. wherever else you go. Uh, Nagata wins the match by submission, which is kind of flat, but the crowd's into it for the most part. I don't know. What do you think of this match to start off the show? I love, <clears throat> excuse me, I love this match. Hold on a second. Okay, well, whatever you're doing. Yeah, I, I got I got a piece of ice in my mouth. I just spit it out. Okay, well, appreciate you not doing it on the, <laughs> so, on the microphone. <laughs> so for this one, like, I, this match could be done today, like, move for move. Um, just the overall pacing, uh, the quickness, and the flair of Ultimate Dragon, mm-hmm. uh, paired with the leveling out of Nagata's with the grappling holds and strikes. And it, it just, it was fun to me. Like, I like this match. I'm like, I can't believe, you know, this match was the opener, which... You know, back then, I guess that that's who they would kind of put the opening matches would be like a lucha style match. Yeah. So I really liked it. Yeah, it was it was good, and I I remember, I don't know if anyone really ever really talks about this match. Everyone talks about the Ray Eddie match, but to me, this was a lot of fun and a lot of high yeah. flying moves, and even more impressive because you can tell Ultimo Dragon was carrying the the match here. Oh, it's a quick story about Ultimo Dragon. This was. A few years ago, I went downtown to the Pro Wrestling Tea Store in Chicago to pick up something. And I walked to the front door. And there was, like, a line of maybe, like, eight people outside, like, the store. And, like, mm-hmm. I go, like, I thought that was the line to, like, get into the store. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what's going on. And then someone comes to me. And, like, I know as people had, like, stuff in their hand, like, pictures and, like, figures. I'm like, what's going on? And I go to someone, I'm like, is this a line to get in the store? He's like, oh, no, this is for Ultimo Dragon. I'm like, Ultimo Dragon's in there? He's like, yeah, man, you got to meet him. I'm like, um, <laughs> I don't really have anything for him to sign. So anyway, I walk in the store, and Ultimo Dragon's, like, in the back closet, like, with a mask on, jeans, and, like, a crew neck sweatshirt. So he, he didn't put the full effort in, but he was signing autographs for people. So good for him. Did he have eight by tens? He did, but it was like forty for an autograph. I'm not paying forty <laughs> bucks for an Ultimate Dragon. Well, I bet after watching this match, you would, you wish you would have. You know, I do. I would, I, as far, for all I know, that was a pro wrestling tease employee with an Ultimate Dragon mask oh, on. Oh, you're right. You don't even know <laughs> they had a mask on and a what you said a polo. No, a, a crew neck sweatshirt and some oh, jeans. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, next up, another great match: Chris Jericho versus Gato, in a good match. You could tell Jericho's really good here. This is young, slim Jericho, not like the current yeah. bloated. I, I like I this one drink too. all the time, Jericho, like on AEW now. But me too. And I also I love the submission win for Jericho because he puts the real lion tamer on there. He sits back on that neck. He and does. Back. And he uh, yeah. The notes I've got on here is 
you could tell, or they they talk about it. I mean, Jericho's talked about this too. His his uh, time in Japan and his relationship with Gato. Like it always comes up if he has guests on his his show, or when he used to have guests on his uh, talk show, talk as Jericho. He would talk like say Gallows Anderson is a guest, and he's talking about Japan. He'll bring it all the way back to his time in Japan and Gato, this, this, and that. So knowing that about him, like I could see this, I could see how like their, um, I don't know, just their chemistry in there that was really good. So they've been former tag partners, rivals in Japan. So I don't know. I thought it was a really good match and an opportunity for him and Gato to kind of show the American audiences or, you know, worldwide audiences what they're capable of doing. Yeah, it's a good match. It's only seven minutes. The first two matches are nine minutes and seven minutes, so Mm -hmm. it's quick, it's fast-paced, the crowd's into it, let's get it going, let's get it going. It's, I don't know, it's so far, and again, since I've seen the show before, I'm like, I cannot believe this is the same show. (laughs) But there's that part in the middle of the match where Jericho tries to go for the Hurricane Rana Mm -hmm. off the top rope, and I think they were calling it the... Jericho spike at the time where he was just like a Frankensteiner he under rotates and lands on his head or and almost broke his neck so I thought that was like kind of scary and even the way the uh, commentators were kind of talking about it and he was moving a little wobbly I wasn't sure if he was really hurt but he finished the match and cinched in that lion tamer like a boss like a boss <laughs> yep <laughs> I like it great match so far I recommend this show to somebody as it's as it's going along and now mm-hmm. We've got one of the more famous matches that's talked about a ton, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. And the first thing I know I love about this match is Rey's WCW theme music. I'm going to play a little bit right here for everybody. Listen to this. I love it. Just a dun, 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 dun. Like, it sounds epic, you know? Were you watching this on the network or a DVD? The network. They yeah, played the, that. I, I don't know why uh, they put Eddie's music or didn't play his WCW music. It's probably copyrated or whatever. But yeah, the, yeah. They, did, they clearly didn't play Jericho's. They played because Jericho's was <laughs> break the wash down. Yeah. All right. I was going to say some stuff about it, but I mean that's that's their prerogative to do that, and they don't mm-hmm. want to pay anybody. So yeah. I understand. All right. So this match, have you seen before? I'm assuming you have. I've seen it before, and I, I've probably seen different highlights of it. But beginning to end, it's it's been a long time since I've watched it. And okay. I always thought that this match was a little overrated, and I don't know why. Just in my head, before I started this match, I'm like I think this match was overrated. Like that was uh-huh. like my mindset going into it. Yeah. The first thing that happens in this match is Ray gets slammed to the floor by Eddie Guerrero. Like mm-hmm. not a little bit, because Ray does like a like a flip, but he misses or something, and Eddie just slams him to the floor. And that's a theme throughout this match. People remember all the high-flying spots. They forgot about the bumps that Ray took and how much he sold for Eddie. Yeah, the ferocity of these two was just, I don't know, it was like another level. And just the quickness and the counters and all like the innovative things that they were doing for 97. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, today it looks like, oh, okay, I saw that last week on Dynamite or I saw that on, you know, whatever, uh, you know, NXT or or, uh, I'm trying to think, 205 Live is the one I'm trying to think of. But, I mean, 97, I'm like, this is some real stuff. So (laughs) I just really enjoy it that, you know, this is another batch I think anybody could do move for move and have it be as good. And It's just a really good good match there are a couple botches that ray does we're not gonna let him say it's like a flawless match but i also remember in my head i don't know why because i've seen this before that Mm -hmm. this just being like a spot fest but they do a story throughout it 
which is another reason why I think it's so good. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's really good. And I think we did a show a while ago called like, does it hold up? And we didn't talk about this match. This is a match that I say definitely does hold up. And there's yeah. def- people and, should definitely this, watch it. This is the match where I think Mike Tanae gets a little too like freedom <laughs> to just go on and on and on. He's talking about the Guerreros, the uh, Mysterio and Gory Guerrero, his uncles, his dads, and all this kind of stuff, and the history of the, the Guerrero family. And Eddie puts uh, Ray in the Gory special, and Tanae says, "You know that's the Gory special. It's named after his father." He was just going through so much history, and Heenan says to him, "Mike, tell me what you don't know. Is there anything you don't know?" <laughs> and I started laughing. I'm like, that, that's, "That's." Good comedic timing for Heenan to kind of break up the monotony of just fact, 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 fact. And uh, even the commentary I thought was really good. And, and today's information is really useful and enlightening to like who these people are and where they come from. And they do have a history in wrestling. So it's not just like, you know, two luchadors on there where you don't really, you just think they're rookies. Well, this is uh, Tanae's last match. So maybe he's trying to get everything in. <laughs> Probably. And just just the literal back and forth momentum because there's a lot of up and downs in here and it's just amazing mm-hmm. uh this match goes 13 minutes 51 seconds Rey mysterio gets the win again i don't know why i thought eddie won but i probably because post-match eddie beats the hell out of Rey mysterio yeah as, yeah. A, as a typical bad guy so good for right. him yeah he won the cruiserweight title yeah, that's right. That's right. This is a cruiserweight title match. I forgot about that. I don't know why. That's all right. Because all the figures are <laughs> the uh, come with the title, the, the cruiserweight title. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Uh, any other notes in this match before we move on? Um, I just like the yeah. ending. As, uh, God, he's blanking on his name again. Uh, <laughs> Guerrero. Yeah. You know, he's kind of got him in a backwards. He's trying to do like a razor's edge type thing and just – just the raise athleticism to flip up, catch him in a hurricanrana, hit the mat and trap one leg to get him down. So I'm like, that is like one of the best quick finishes I've ever seen, even though the match went forever, but it's just a nice quick bang. Here's the one, two, three. Yeah. So red Chad the other day, him and I were talking about Halloween havoc matches mm-hmm. and he said, this is the best Halloween havoc match and possibly the best WCW pay-per-view match ever. And he goes, this is the only good, like Halloween Havoc wrestling match. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought the Vader Cactus Jack match was pretty great from Halloween Havoc 93. Mm-hmm. So, and as we found out, there's two good openers on the on this show. So it's not just Yeah, this for match. sure. I get it though. This is, this could be considered the best pay-per-view WCW match ever. Right. Like from when they were actually called World Championship <clears throat> Wrestling. We'd have to go through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe Ric Flair Vader from Starcade 93 would be up there. There's a bunch more, but again, I'd have to go through this. Possibly this cage match main event could be up there, but we'll, we'll go through it. We'll go it through it. could be. We'll go I through it. I mean, the, the ending I would be up there, but oh, the yeah. overall thing, not. The The ending. Uh, all right, so after this match, we go to our friend, uh, I guess we call him Scheme Gene here, because okay. he is <laughs> doing a promo for the hotline. He goes, I got to tell you about it, Tony. Uh, and, th- and by the way, his microphone's live on the house mic, like in the, in yeah. the arena, and he's talking to Tanay, or I'm sorry, uh, Tony Schiavone, who's talking back, but the crowd can't hear Tony Schiavone, so it's just weird. Uh-huh. So Mean Gene says, right, we can't talk about it here, but there's a certain faction, a certain clique that's going to be adding somebody, a um, name you know, but I, we can't talk about it here. So he's implying someone from the clique, maybe Shawn Michaels, is going to come over to WCW, which is obviously totally fake. Oh, but. that's what the reference to the clique was. I didn't get it. I just yeah. figured like groups were being called cliques back then. 
Yeah, dollar ninety nine a minute or ninety nine cents each additional minute or something like that. So yeah. get your. I like the beginning of it because when he starts off at the thing, he says, "All right, Tony, I owe you an apology." I said, hit a hard eight on the craps table last night. You did. You lost. I was wrong on that one. I apologize. I'll buy you a cool one a little bit later on. <laughs> so he's just like talking about, you know, an adult beverage. And as we know from Legends House, Mean Gene loves to drink. <laughs> yeah. Mostly uh, alcohol with a little bit of spritz water. Yeah. My, one of my favorite <laughs> lines from Legends House is. That's called the Oakland, wasn't it? Yeah. The Oakland he, he made, which was just nothing but vodka and yeah. ice. And uh, he, this was a different one where they were at the, the Legends House and Pat Patterson and Gene were at the bar and Finkel's making margaritas. And Gene goes, if you've never had a good margarita before, how Finkel's margaritas are fantastic. If you've had a good margarita, they're garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss uh, Mean Gene. I miss Legends House. Oh, my favorite show. Maybe someday it'll come back. Next up, a match that you would think would be terrible, but it's passable. Alex you Wright know, uh, with Deborah versus Mongo. I really liked Michael or Steve McMichael and Alex Wright in yeah. this time period, not because they were amazing or anything, just because I understood their limitations. Mm-hmm. And for what they were, I thought Steve McMichael was great for what they for what it was. I mean, he's a football player. He's learning how to wrestle. He, he botches a few times here and there, which is funny, but he's still just a wrestler to me. I mean, still a football player to me mm-hmm. trying to wrestle. And Alex Wright, he just came off like uh, like a new guy who's learning, but he's like a top prospect. Like, he's got the talent. He just need to, needs to hone his skills. Yeah, and speaking of Mongo's botches, mm-hmm. who said, <laughs> Mongo, go ahead and do a tombstone pile driver in this match? He, he executed it great. Yeah, he did it. But if I'm I mean, Alex he, Wright, he did it really well. If I'm Alex Wright, I'm like, no, you're not going to tombstone me, Mongo. <laughs> yeah. So what I thought was interesting about this, if you go to, well, first off, if you go to 5325 on the network. 5325, everybody. 5325. Go ahead. So when you when Alex Wright is coming out, he gets into the ring with Deborah and Michael because Deborah and Michael and Stephen Michael are having uh, uh, marital problems. <laughs> so the queen of WCW accompanies Alex Wright out. Uh, Alex Wright has that leather jacket, no shirt on. He's got his little trunks on, and he's just—he's <laughs> doing his little dick dancing around it. Where he's got his <laughs> one arm behind dick his side. Yeah, what you call dick it? dancer? Okay. Yeah. So a few male fans, you could see how they—they—they they lo- they love Alex Wright, and they're starting to do the dick dancing and join along. So <laughs> I thought that was fun. Hey, man. Um, but Heenan, Rhodes, and Shivani, like they're just talking all about Piper Hogan, NWO, and what Bischoff and Hogan said earlier about. Um, <clears throat> Shiv- not Shivani, um, Bischoff said that Hogan's not going to wrestle tonight unless you sign a contract to guarantee his safety, uh, that Sting's not going to be here. And if you give me that contract, JJ Dillon, you know, them will wrestle. So he's threatening to not show up for this, mm-hmm. for the end of the end of the match. So they're talking about all that while these two guys are wrestling. Yeah. That, and so that was weird. And also another angle happens at the end of this. Where Goldberg shows up out of nowhere, yeah, and spears the hell out of Mongo. So Mongo's mm-hmm. getting Goldberg over. Look at that. <laughs> and what I what I liked about that is Charles Robinson is in there, and he's being distracted by Deborah Michael. So he's peeking over his shoulder every you know every minute or so to see like what's happening, <laughs> to see when it's the right time to turn around. Yeah, which I thought was kind of bush league of him to do, but. Uh, 
he lets it play out that he turns around. He's like, oh, my God, you know, Alex Wright is on top of McMichael. He counts the three. Yeah. One, two, three, big pop. Alex Wright wins. Big pop for Goldberg. And yeah. he'd be the world champion pretty soon in 98, beating Hogan. And sorry's undefeated streak and all that. So Goldberg is, is a star in the making. Really, we can trace it back to Mongo. So well, let's let's yeah. give him some credit there, right? So so Deborah hired him as like a bounty on McMichaels because I think the payoff was the Super Bowl ring, right? I don't remember. I really don't remember. Uh, I don't have such specific memories of WCW because I wasn't obsessed with them. Like I liked okay. it because it was wrestling, but I wasn't obsessed. Yeah, like I was with WWF. All right, you you mentioned the the Sting Hogan thing where Hogan says he's not going to show up unless he's guaranteed Sting isn't there and like it's just kind of weird but the crowd like doesn't around this time didn't care cuz they were so into Sting. Right. But they were talking about how JJ Dillon hasn't ensured the safety of Hollywood um and that he wants WCW, I guess WCW cuz he didn't really say there's just like you know, talking about how you need to do this, you need to do that. And at the time, it was NWO versus WCW, so that's just what I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the WCW provides him and Hogan safety, and Sting won't be there in any way, shape, or form. And then after kind of Bischoff lays that out, like, that's cut and dry. Like, that's the information that you want to give the fans. Hogan just cuts, like, what seems like a 10-minute promo just to have Bash <laughs> Bischoff wrap it up in five seconds. And he's like, find another main event if you can't provide this. <laughs> Can you imagine, like... You buy the paper, you're like calling the cable provider. I want my money back right now. <laughs> Hogan just said he's not going to be there. Like, who? I had to pay, I had to pay for this information. Like the WrestleMania? You're, got, you're watching the WrestleMania with Hulk Hogan? Is he still wrestling? Oh, oh. Like poor cable provider. Mm-hmm. All right. So we've got four matches so far. And so far, we're like, okay, this is a good show. I think right now, this next match is when we officially take a hard left down to Suckville for the rest of the show. Yeah. And it starts off with Jacqueline wrestling Disco Inferno, which is fine to have a goofy, silly, fun match. But Do you have any m- notes on the Macho Man's uh, promo? I'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about this because I didn't okay. want to forget. To have this match go 10 minutes is an Jeez. insult to everybody. It is. It should have been two minutes tops just ridiculous Jacqueline ends up winning gets a roll up for the one two three and it's just insane yeah I did love disco fever his song disco fever a lot of people did yeah they were dancing you know they were into it so anyway Jacqueline wins that's all I have to say about this match this isn't even like a fun train wreck match it's just because disco's trying to like work He's trying to, like, work, work a style. Like, dude. Like, it's, it's, we it went too long. Like, I understand the whole cat and mouse idea. You don't want to hit a woman. You don't want to. The only thing you can do, he's. I think he did a drop toe hold. It's like, okay, he could do that. But he doesn't want to hit her, doesn't want to slam her. So running away from her is fine. I mean, just do, like, run out of the ring once. And then mm-hmm. she can do the whole chase down, kick his ass, and then, you know, have a little back and forth for a little bit. Then it's over. Four minutes tops, right? But this is just way too much. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But. Again, and not even fun bad, just bad. Yeah. But what are you going to do? All right, you can talk about your Macho Man uh, promo on P- DDP. And by the way, this is like a backstage, <laughs> like black and white vignette promo. It's not even like a live interview. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, some of these things like Hogan's promos, I didn't think it was that good. This one's really not that good. Uh, <laughs> Macho Man just comes out and he's talking about the cage match about Hogan. And the contract ensuring Hogan's safety tonight. And he starts off telling WCW that they just don't get it. And they don't even have to read between the eyes. I'm like, read between the eyes? Did he just say that? So I rewound it and he did. I'm like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> but he just goes on and on, and he happens to mention Slim Jim quite a few times. So I'm assuming that's just a sponsor obligation. <laughs> well, maybe he's trying to hype himself up for the eventual eventual leap yeah. of faith he's going to have to take in the main event. Oh, uh, we'll, for sure. We'll get Snap there. in Slim Jim. Get your Slim Jim. Snap into it. Slim Jim. <laughs> When's the last time you had a Slim Jim? Um, can't even tell you. They're terrible. <laughs> like Not recently. Maybe within the past couple of years. Maybe these are okay. I remember eating these as a kid, being salty. I took like two bites. I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's real salty. Right in the garbage. I think I, I think I had the jalapeno one maybe oh. four or five years ago. Oh, God, I want to go to the bathroom. You were just saying that. Yeah, I mean, that one was okay. It just wasn't like, oh, my God, this is so good. Brutal, man, brutal. All right, next up we've got Kurt Henning, the United States champion, versus Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. On paper, I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. It's not. It's just a mess. Flair. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just, I mean, it's your typical Flair stuff. It's your typical Hennig stuff. And I don't know. It's just, it's just what didn't capture any interest in for me. Again, like I like both guys. 14 minutes. Uh, Henning comes out in a cutoff Ric Flair robe type of thing. So yeah. I don't know if he stole his robe or something, but. Yeah, this, this is like the follow up to the uh, Fall Brawl War Games where. And, uh, Ric Flair had Kurt Hennig on Team WCW, and when WCW and NWO were all in it, Hennig just turned NWO and beat the shit out. Was that the, I'm giving you my spot, Arn Anderson promo? Yeah, that was that, oh, and then God. the fall brawl happened, and then Hennig turned on him, and I think they all slammed um, Ric Flair's head in the cage in the door <laughs> <laughs> and, and knocked him off. But I read that the time that he was off, he was actually getting like, um, what was it? Plus, like facelift. Okay. <laughs> so whatever bandages he had on between the time that he left and the time he came back was, mm-hmm. you know, it helped the angle because it's like they really broke his face, but he was really getting a facelift. <laughs> All right. So Kurt Henning wins by DQ. Uh, 14 minute match could have been a six minute match, but yeah, again, the, the ending surprised me. I didn't think uh flair would take it to that level. He kind of gets Kurt caught up in the upside down trio. Woe. Yeah. And he puts the belt like, plate facing his face so it's not like he's kicking the plate but anyways he, he sets the belts around like in front of kurt hennig's face and when he kicks it it's like the plate smashes into hennig's face and mm-hmm. I'm like oh that's pretty uh pretty pretty brutal yeah not messing around okay next up we've got lex luger versus scott hall with special referee larry zabisco this is a match that I saw. I was like, you know what? I'm going to like this because I like Lex Luger. I like Scott Hall. I like yeah. Larry Zbysko. Like, this has got everything I need. Luger comes out, and I know people like to shit on Luger all the time and say he can't work and he's no promo and blah, blah, blah. In WCW 96, 97, 98, he was over. Crowd loves him. They're popping. He's getting the pyro. I could see yeah, him I really a superstar. Him. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd like Luger back from 93 when he was going to slam <laughs> Yokozuna and win the title yeah. and I'll be your hero and all that stuff. Right. Lex but Express. Another match that didn't need to be 13 minutes long. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't get it. Like, Yeah, like you said, like I like all three. And, and I really like the Zabisco angle with the NWO. Like me too. He is like diehard WCW and doesn't give a shit if he's like talking trash to anybody in the NWO. But him and Bischoff was was special, and I mean Bischoff gets involved in this. Six gets involved, and it, it's just a whatever match. Like the ending is just, I think they people they're called it a dusty finish now, but it's just a schmazz in my opinion. Like, so why don't you go over what happened? How goofy it is for everybody. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see the notes. I mean, I'm not going to do like move for no, move. No, no, just what, eventually the, the finish, what <clears throat> whenever there's like a special referee, like I just expect like that referee's going to turn on whoever they're kind of feuding with. So in this thing, you got um, Zabisco. He's, he's going to turn on Hall at some point. So he does. Hall pushes him. Zabisco shoves back, knocks Hall out of the ring, and then Bischoff comes down. He's like, hey, 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 you're not being fair to my guy. And, you know, you're whatever. Um, so the Bischoff comes down, and while he's distracted, uh, Six comes in, kicks Luger in the back of the head. Pin, Hall goes for the pin. He makes uh, Zabisco do the three count. Everybody's happy. They're celebrating. And Zabisco's like, no, 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 no. I want to see the replay on the big screen. Which, <laughs> what referee ever did that? <laughs> so they see the, the thing. And then uh, NWO's uh, celebrating up the ramp, ready to go back, hit the showers. And Zabisco's like, I'm restarting this match. You guys got to the count of 10 to get your be- your butts back in here. So they're like, oh, whatever, you know, piss off. <laughs> so he starts counting, you know, one, two. And everybody's like, oh, okay, well, we better get in the ring. We Whoa, he's counting now. He's counting. We're going to get back in there. <laughs> yeah, so, they, so they get back in, and um, Luger hits him with the torture rack within, like, five seconds. And then um, Zabisco says Luger's the winner. And then everybody just beats the crap out of <laughs> Zabisco. We, we need the torture rack back. We say it every week. And until someone brings it back, I'm going to keep pushing it. Some independent rush, somebody, give me the torture rack. I think Bianca, Bianca Belair should be doing the torture rack. Really? Why? Should oh, she, yeah. Why? She's not the total package. Maybe big swole. In, uh, <laughs> she is total package for the women's division. Okay. Okay. And then post-match, there's like a big beat-up. Are they beat up on Zabisco? Like they beat the yeah. crap out of them? And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm upset that this match wasn't better because I'm such a Luger and Scott All fan. Like I'm like, yeah. like why wasn't this any? Why wasn't this any good? All right, now we've got uh, Macho Man versus DDP in a sudden Las Vegas sudden death match, which is basically just a last man standing match. Mm-hmm. Macho Man comes out in his snap into it gear, which I'm a big fan of. And as he's coming down the ring, I don't know if you notice this in the crowd. Someone turned their wrestling buddy into a Hollywood Hogan wrestling buddy. He was like Sharpie, oh, gave him a beard, wow. wrote NWO on his shirt. So that's awesome. Somebody ruined slash made better their uh, <laughs> and their wrestling buddy into a Hollywood Hogan guy. So see, that's cool. I mean, back then they weren't that valuable, and then they're like, oh, damn it! <laughs> I wish I didn't draw. One there is my... more figure talk to come in this show with mm-hmm. with action figures, etc. Yeah. But, so you don't like DDP, huh? You don't, you're not a fan. I don't know. I mean, I, I had my, my feel of him and Savage, I think, two or three times, then tag matches like throughout this whole year. So this one didn't really, I don't know. I was just kind of over it. Yeah. I think this might have been the third um, like legitimate singles match between the three. And it's like, I've already seen it twice. <laughs> I don't need to see it again. Well, DDP comes out with the taped ribs, uh, heavily taped, which play into yeah. later. Which is what he's known for. Like, if I think DDP, WCW, it's, it's, he's got the rib wrap. Yeah. The best part about that rib wrap is when Macho hits the elbow, he hits mm-hmm. him in the ribs with that elbow. Like, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's uh, it's not to the chest or the neck or the head. It's right to the ribs. So I was I was a big yeah. fan of that. And uh, the match itself is is Okay. It's a fresh. It's a breath of fresh air from the last couple suck fests, but it's still not amazing. And I think this Savage DDP feud gets remembered fondly, and it's pretty good. There's some great promos throughout a Nitro and stuff, but this is not their best of the matches they had. Yeah. It's still worth well, the, watching. The beginning of their feud I thought was exciting because it's 
uh, I mean, DDP was on the rise. I was into him then because to me, he was just like the loudmouth guy with the cigar that was with the Freebirds. But now he's a wrestler and they're talking about his age and he's the oldest, you know, new wrestler. I'm like, okay, I can get behind this guy. He, he was pretty good for what he did. And then he, then he beats this guy, beats that guy. And then he beats Savage for the title. I'm like, oh, you know, I was behind it. I think they were calling him the people's champion too, as long as, as, as well as the rock on the other. Oh, don't you worry. Every interview team. DDP does, the other story tells, yo, bro, I want to do people's champ versus people's champ when I went to WWF, but they weren't into it. It's like, yeah. yeah, we, we know DDP. <laughs> we, we know. So, I, I mean, I was into it, but then this is, I don't know, five months later. And this is, this is when wrestling started becoming more, uh, maybe not going to say, I guess recycled because it's like the same storylines week after week after week. And, you know, it just got boring. Okay. For me, for just for you. No, yeah. nobody else. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people, I'm just saying from my opinion, people might've still loved it, but I was kind of checked out by this point. I still think this match is worth watching. Uh, if it if, is, if yeah. for anything, the very end, when a fake sting comes out with a terrible wig, he got from spirit Halloween. <laughs> yeah. It's DDP with the bat right in the uh, chest. Yeah. DDP gets <laughs> counted out to the 10 macho man wins, but and yeah. you got the little lady fight between Elizabeth and Kimberly. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you, so as, uh, this is a totally like, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know what the word is for it. Like non PC or, or whatever. Who do you think is hotter, Liz or Kimberly? And this, Liz. this, oh, now I'm not talking <clears throat> WrestleMania Seven, Liz with the stars. No, sweater. NWO Liz, I, she's still hot. Over Kimberly, okay? Yeah, I'm going to disagree. And this okay. is, but, but, but if we're talking WrestleMania Seven, Liz, with <laughs> we're, the, we're not though. <laughs> with the black shiny shirt with white stars on it. Yeah, you know, then we're the one that hops over the rail, gets her ass over the railing, and hauls to the ring, mm-hmm. and know. grabs Sherry by her freaking hair and throws her to the mat. Yeah, for sure. But we're talking ninety-seven. Get off Liz, my man! Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Liz. Ninety-seven. Kimberly. I'm taking ninety-seven. Kimberly. But all right, that's fair. Both both tens, I would say. Mm-hmm. Both ten out of ten. <sighs> okay. And I didn't I didn't realize that Elizabeth was this much of a fighter. So. She got some respect for me for that. Yeah, she was always portrayed in, especially in, in WWF, as this this meek, you know, lady, mousy, even mousy. That's the word. Yeah, damsel in distress. So here Just, she is, knuckling up with Kimberly, <laughs> knuckling up. All <laughs> right, it's main event time here at Halloween Havoc, and we've got Michael Buffer, of course, to let everyone know it's time that's to rumble. That's how you know it's main event. What are your thoughts on using Michael Buffer in the WCW pay per views? Did you like? I him? loved it. Yeah. I mean, he he made it feel big time. I don't know. I I, I think you're oh, right. Oh come on! I think. Let me finish. Let me, let okay. me, can, can I finish? Can I finish? I think you're right. Maybe I'm jaded from seeing so many WCW pay per views in the network, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Lost his luster. At least for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're watching this so many times, <laughs> I'm surprised that. How many times have you seen this pay per view? I don't know. I've seen this match we're about to talk about at least twenty times. Yeah. So that maybe maybe that's it. Maybe. Uh, what do you have? You seen this match before? Yeah, I, I I swear we we watched this match before on a, on a show. Like I think about cage matches. Ago. I think we watched it either either. Yeah. It was either a thing we watched about a show on. Everybody hates it, but I love it. Uh-huh. Or a cage match, or so bad it's good, something like that. Yeah, because there's different parts of this that I remember talking about. I remember the Roddy Piper um, LJN. 
Yeah, well, right, I well, remember the I remember the flimsy ass <laughs> uh, rabbit cage. All right, so that's yeah. what I call it. So this cage, if you've never seen this match before, go to the network and watch it. It's not a classic blue steel cage. It's not the mesh cage. I don't know what it is. It's a rabbit cage, like you said, around the ring because <laughs> it's not on the ring. It's around the ring. Yeah. So it's on the floor and it's legit twenty feet tall. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Because it's on the and floor. It's, it, I guess it's not that flimsy, you know, because people are climbing up it and down it and, you know, on top of it. But it it's just shakes. Like, it, it's, it's, it doesn't look safe. I wouldn't climb it. It doesn't seem safe to me. And well, Hogan, Hogan go, tries to go up. He's like, you know what, brother? I'm not going through the middle of this. I'm going to the corner where it's more stabilized. <laughs> so he goes to the, like, the furthest edge to the corner. Yeah, the match starts, when the match starts off, Hogan tries to escape right away. Yeah. And he starts climbing. And it's so awkward. You can, again, you can tell he's not going to mm. climb the middle. And then Piper starts biting Hogan in the ass. <laughs> he even low blows him with a forearm to the balls. It's just, it's just, it's, so, a, it's, a, it's a lot of up and down on the cage, which yeah. I give them credit. I, I wouldn't have the guts to go up and down that cage like they did. Yeah. And the star of this match is starts off hot. Like Piper's all into it. I think the crowd's a little tired to give, to be fair, but mm-hmm. Piper's trying, they're doing whatever they can. They're both, you know, old Piper's got a new hip so he can barely walk, but Piper's in good shape and Piper's over. And I loved Piper and I loved this feud, and I don't know why, but I did because all their matches were terrible. But to me, they were great. I'm sure everyone yeah. has a thing like that they watch that no one else was into it except for you. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. me, but this is definitely one of them for me. And I don't know. It, I I was just so into this Piper WCW character. And I, I gotta say, there, there's a certain thing about Hogan that I did like. Um, big picture, I didn't like him because he was the old guy trying to be cool, kind of like Jericho is with the with the elite these days. But he was the old guy trying to fit in with the outsiders, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Six, and the young guys. And he still needed his top spot, so he, he you know, whatever. So I didn't like that, that he was trying to fit in. But he was funny. Like, <laughs> like he would just get, in, get into trouble. And he's like, you know, you know I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. it, I'm out of here. He, like, throws his hands, like, I'm out of here. And he starts walking away. I'm like... That's funny to me. Yeah, it was. And, and I remember really exactly what you're talking about. One. Yeah, it was great. But then after this hot start, it really slows down. Yeah. And they're both dripping in steroid and do sweat. And like, <laughs> it's just bad. And yeah. at one point, Piper and Hogan start climbing again after what seems like forever. The match itself, I think, is only what? Like, yeah, 13 minutes. It seems a lot longer, especially with all the craziness at the end. As they're climbing the cage, both Hogan and Piper, they get to the top, and apparently you can win by escape, which didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Then they get back in the ring after this awkward climb. Hogan hits two leg drops on Piper, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, what's he going to do now? Because I don't know, I don't remember this. He yells the referee to get in the count. Piper kicks out of the two leg drops. You're like, what What the hell is happening here? <laughs> it, just, it just went off the rails. It does. And then after that, we start getting all the stings coming down. So we've got multiple Sting costumes, Sting masks yeah. and, and bad wigs. But my thing was, who sent all these Stings in, in kayfabe? Was it Sting sending Stings? Or what, who, who I don't was know. it? Was it Piper? Did Piper do it? Like, I don't know, because guess? they didn't seem to have a side, except for one. When Hogan's trying to get out, Sting kind of just, well, fake Sting or whatever, walks over and points his bat. And Hogan's like, oh, no, brother. And he climbs back into the cage. But then when... 
Savage comes out, he runs right by the Stings. They don't do anything. So I don't know who's what they were there for. <laughs> let's let's who, talk whose side they were on. Let's talk about Macho Man. But just real quick, like even in the beginning of this, well, first three or four minutes, um, I think Shivani says something about, you know, as soon as somebody comes out of the cage door, you know, this one's over. And then like a minute right after that, not even a minute, both Hogan and Piper go out. And then Heenan has to say, oh, they went out at the same time, <laughs> even though Hogan came out first. Poor Bobby. So they had to keep the match going. So then they're fighting on the outside of the cage. Bobby trying to keep some credibility. <laughs> he had to. Uh, they both went out at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's talk about Macho Man. Okay. So keep in mind, the cage door is not locked. It's wide open because the ref just got in there. Yeah. Macho Man comes running, climbs the cage. Holy slowly. shit. It's like it was... Again, this isn't like hyperbole. It was 15, 20 feet tall, maybe 16, whatever. Machman with 20. Machman climbs the cage in the corner. So his head's at least 20, 26 feet in the air. Leaps to do a double axe handle onto Piper. Uh-huh. Piper moves, he hits Hogan. But Macho Man lands on his legs. And his, I don't know how his knees <laughs> did, did just shoot out from his legs. <laughs> Or he just <laughs> folds up like an accordion right in the middle. <laughs> oh, no. Where's my Slim Jims? Do you think he did this to impress the Slim Jim execs that were there? <laughs> I don't know what he did. Why he did it. Because there was literally zero reason to do this. Like, right. Storyline-wise, this wasn't to get a buy rate. The people, you've already got everybody's money. Like, See, there's times I've jumped, let's say, <laughs> three like, feet onto the cement. And it and it, it it jolts my nuts when I when I hit like three or five feet off something, you know. Not every time, but there, there's a time every now and then. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, this is twenty twenty goddamn feet in the air, <laughs> and he's not landing on a trampoline. This is you know wood, metal, padding. Yeah, I mean it's I don't I don't know why his legs didn't go up through his shoulders. <laughs> Like, remember, everyone's seen where Jim Cornette falls from the scaffold? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this looked worse than that, but somehow he was okay. Right. And, oh, man. Piper ends after that happens. Go go watch this at the very least. If you haven't seen this, please. And if you have seen it, go back and watch it again just to see Savage's knees explode near the end of the match here. Mm-hmm. Piper puts Hogan in the sleeper. We get the one, two, three uh, arm drop. Piper wins. And I... I'm like, was this for the title? But apparently it wasn't because Piper no. just wins. Piper loves facing Hogan not for the title a lot, apparently. Yeah. And post-match, we've got all the stings, right, coming in the ring. And yeah. before that, Bischoff comes out. Or no, I got this a little backwards. Bischoff comes out. They're beating up Piper. Bischoff's got handcuffs. They mm-hmm. rack up Piper on the fence or on the cage. But the problem with this cage is it's right up against the guardrail. So people can literally reach into the cage. <laughs> yeah. One guy in the front row has got this Piper LJN figure, but it's not an LJN. It's not, it's like a plastic one. So like one of the bigger ones. Yeah. And a Piper sign. And he keeps pushing it in the cage, waving it in Macho Man's face. <laughs> Macho Man tries to grab it. But naturally, since this is this guy's action figure, he holds on tight. So Macho Man, and have this little mini tug of war with the figure. So Macho <laughs> Man rips the arm off of the figure. Oh, my God. So that thing was not worthless. Oh, my God. I mean, you know how oh. pissed he would have been. <laughs> They're beating up Piper. Pipe, by the way, Piper's arms are strong against, strong up against the uh, cage, right? 
The one handcuffed. arm isn't that high up. But for some reason, Hogan takes Piper's right arm and lifts it over his head. <laughs> so he's got to hang up there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why he did that. They're beating up Piper. Then... And you've got one or two stings you're climbing into the ring. Well, one already is. Yeah, and his, his, his wig escaped. and his mask fell off. He's just got like a yeah. stocking, like a chainsaw Charlie stocking cap on or sure. stocking thing over, stocking over his head. Then mm-hmm. another quote-unquote fan comes in. So he climbs over the cage. The See, fake- this, is, this is the part I actually forgot, which was, was just astonishing to me. Like, it had to have been a fan because they, they had the camera on him for so long. I, all right, let, let, let's, let's tell everyone what happened. So this, this quote-unquote fan, he's uh, got a stink t-shirt, stink face paint on, not a mask, face paint. Yeah. He climbs over the cage, gets into there, but the camera's on him. And Randy Anderson's looking like, is this guy supposed to be here, whatever? But then the other sting, like, tackles him. And holds and him like, down. Yeah. He, Holds him down. And then Hogan and Savage <laughs> beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> they really do. Like, so especially Savage. Working punches or working kicks, but they, they kick the shit out of well, him. What's weird is Hogan looks like he was doing throwing working punches. Macho Man was not. <laughs> he was <laughs> throwing this poor guy around, ripped his shirt. Security comes in, and yeah. they seem confused. Bischoff's on the outside laughing. So I'm like, was this his plant? Like... I don't really want to know. It was just crazy. Yeah. And then they beat the Man, hell out of it's him. It's better to not know. I'd rather just believe it was a fan and they beat the shit out of him. I'm like, what? And then meanwhile, Piper's strung up there. I'm like, what is happening? And then they just go off the air. And that's the end yeah. of the show. Roll the credits. <laughs> Produced by. See, you see what I'm talking about? How it's crazy to think the first half of this show is on the same card as the second half. Yeah. It's like two different promotions. Okay. So Eugene Nagata versus Ultimo Dragon. Yeah. Amazing. Sure. Jericho and Gato. I think they were called him Ghetto. Whatever he was. Good match. Yeah. Good match. Mysterio, Mysterio and Guerrero. Excellent match. Steve mm-hmm. McMichael, Alex Wright. I mean, it was decent for what they were. I mean, it is. And had like a good a, angle like with like Goldberg a, showing like a popcorn up. Popcorn match. Yeah. Goldberg and he got Goldberg. Yeah. And he got the whole uh, marital dispute. So it's a, it's a good story with with that one. Disco yep. Inferno, Jacqueline, good story, poor execution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hennig Flair kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. But everything else just kind of fell flat after that. I mean, there's falling flat, then there's the steel cage match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, again, one of my favorite train wrecks in wrestling history. I love it. Yeah, I guess the highlights for me is Hogan, you know, just giving up. He says, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And he's he's packing it up. And uh, Savage, he climbed the, that uh, cage so quick. It just <laughs> just jumped. And it was just so fast. Like, I didn't even think of the repercussions of, of jumping from that high. But when you're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. I don't know, man. And the fan. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's a mess. Go watch it. Go <laughs> That's the best endor- endorsement you can get. Let's give WCW Halloween Havoc 1997 our, our letter grade. What are you going to give it as a show overall? Mm, let's see. I would give it a B plus. Okay. Only because the, 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 I mean, the first half was really like innovative and exciting. The other stuff I think was just going, falling back on the old stars and trying to make, as a lot of people say, uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit i'm gonna give it an a plus plus for this <laughs> get out of here a plus plus i mean I'm your ralphie's teacher from christmas story realistically it's a b for me not even a b plus but yeah for just a sentimental personal reason 
It's an A plus. Okay. Plus. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll give that to you. <laughs> I like it. All right. Anything else about this show before we kind of wrap up our show this week? Um, Any other notes? You know, or we were talking tidbits? about it, and you were talking about how the first half was way different than the second half. And at the beginning of this, when I was watching it today, I was watching it, and I'm like, eh, after I think after the disco match, I'm like, I need a break. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, like, should I even bring that up? Because I was watching it, and I'm like, oh, this sucks. And I'm like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm getting hungry. I'm getting bored. So I got up and took like a two hour break and I came back and trudged through the rest of it. But there's this option on WW network. If you're watching on the desktop, if you right click anywhere in the video screen, there's a play speed. So on the, on the ones that I was more bored with, you know, I, I changed the play speed. You like fast forwarded Ric Flair, Kurt Henning. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, I saw everything. I heard everything. It was just two times faster. <laughs> So, so I, I I knocked that one out. I knocked out the uh, the the savage, uh, not the savage, the uh, yeah, savage DDP. Oh Scott man, Hall, Scott Hall and Luger. I there were some parts I did rewind and put it at regular speed, so it's not like I watched them all at two speed. But did you watch the main they, event they were at two tough speed? To get did you watch Macho jump from the top of the cage at two speed? No, no, no. I, I watched that one beginning to end because <laughs> I, I figure it's Hogan, it's Piper. I forgot about the rest of it, but I, for some reason I thought some of this stuff was also part of the. Not that I thought Ric Flair was in this one, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I remember him, Hogan and Flair being in a cage match. They were just bleeding all over the place. So that's part of why I wanted to watch this whole thing because I wanted to see both of these guys bleed real bad, but this wasn't the match. What would you give the main event letter grade as a whole? Like post match D, including the ending yeah. with the fan <laughs> and Piper and Savage jumping and pulled his knees out. It's Sav- still a D. Savage destroyed his legs for you. <laughs> for, he did. And all he gets is a D. I'm giving it an A minus. Oh, okay. <laughs> and well, only a minus good. because uh, because the, the fake Sting's face mask and wig falls off. <laughs> <laughs> so slightly ducked in points there. But... It's a mess. Yeah, I, I remember when this was when this match was being hyped up and, and Piper, I think he was the president or whatever he was at the time, and he made this match. I just felt like he was just past his prime and I didn't want to see him. What, what gave it away that he was past his prime? <laughs> the fact that he can't walk. <laughs> but here's the thing. like He shows up in WWE like 10 years later and does this whole thing with Hogan again. <laughs> I'm like, now, now he's past his prime. Oh, man. But even then, it's, a, it's like stuff that I grew up, say... 89 through 93 like if they were wrestling after 93 and they were already old like older to me like in the heyday of it i'm like they're they should just retire <laughs> would you so re- hogan still look good would you recommend me, someone watches this show hell yeah i mean i, I had fun watching it you did me yeah, too i mean i still i still needed like an hour break in between but <laughs> hey man it's, it's fun you are the paper you had a pay-per-view party for this havoc you weren't getting a break you were going all the way through <laughs> you had to <laughs> i'd probably go outside and have a couple couple smokes and call some other people <laughs> during some of the slow matches back when you smoked yeah go cheap it up outside yeah okay all right everyone i hope you enjoyed this show and please go back and watch Savage destroy his knees and watch the Sting guy get beat up and watch Macho Man rip a, a, a action figure in half and keep an eye out for the Hogan wrestling buddy custom and all that stuff. It's, it's great stuff. All right, before we wrap up this week, I want to give a couple uh, shout-outs and thank yous. I want to thank a new listener, uh, Gerald Rosenberg. He's at IronDad75, tweeted me saying, heard the show for the first time this week. Great stuff. Looking forward to hearing more. I believe that was a Survivor Series 90 show, so Awesome. awesome. Always good to hear new listeners and 
don't be a stranger. Always say hello to us. Really appreciate you listening every week and hopefully every week, I should say. And feel free to go back in the archives to listen to old shows. They're a lot of fun. I want to thank our, some of our podcast buddies. Uh, I want to thank Lee from the Raw is Nitro podcast. Him and I are still working on timing to go ahead and set up a time to do a show together on his show. So keep an eye out for that as soon as we get it figured out. He lives in Australia, so it's a little bit goofy on timing, but we will figure it out. But follow the Raw is Nitro podcast and give them a listen too. You want to listen to our friends at the Doing the Favor podcast. They've got a show each and every week where they talk about figures, talk about football and everything else in between and lots of fun stuff uh the breaker and bane power hour love that show and awesome guys there's also the back to the nintendo show so check those guys out as well and also check out uh justin summers from the wrestling cheers podcast i mentioned last week how much i love his audio quality and i do like that and it's cool because his show is very uh, focused uh which ours is kind of a little bit but his has a specific uh, Ohio independent wrestling focus. So it's cool to check that out. Uh, speaking of focused and independent, well, kind of independent, uh, Daniel Spencer and friends over at the ringside podcast, check them out. They have a show every week and Daniel tells stories about his time as a impact referee, which he is right now. And they talk about current product, old product, etc. Make sure to follow the ringside podcast, follow our friends at the fully posable or wrestling figure podcast. Scott and Jeff do a show every week. I've been doing one for years and years and years. And there's lots of wrestling figure podcasts out there, but they bring a fun, positive one every week. And they're expanding a little bit, talking G.I. Joes, talking uh, other figure lines. And I like it. And one of the, my favorite things about their show is their listener interaction and the fig life community that they built. That is the fig life and one fig community that's also kind of jumped into that as well. So follow mm-hmm. and listen to Fully Posable. Last but certainly not least, follow our friends at the Our Vantage Point Wrestling Podcast, Retro Wrestling Podcast, one of my favorite podcasts out there today, and I hope that more people will check them out. Uh, I listen to all the shows I mentioned. I listen to all of them, but uh, Our Vantage Point, I think, will be the most universally liked for everybody, so check them out, especially if you are a fan of our show. We're right in your wheelhouse with them. So, yeah, a lot of shout-outs this week, but... Stuff we support and listen to. So we got our own unofficial podcast. We got our unofficial podcast network supporting everybody. Well, let's keep that going. It's fun. It is fun. All right. Anything else before we wrap up, Eric? I'm just scrolling Twitter right now, seeing a lot of uh, targets putting out the displayers of the Legend Series 8. You going to grab those? Um, I might grab the Jake and the Guerrero Warrior. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan of the... Not a big Hall of Fame. Uh, not a big fan of the Queer and Doesn't Work Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. You know, the, 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 you know what I'm trying to say. I do. I'm, I'm a fan of the him and his heyday, not him and his gray hair. Like giving a promo about, you know, one may, one day the man will breathe his final breath. Yeah, that one. <laughs> okay, and literally he did. So, rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, I might. I don't know. I'll probably get out of that the Jake. I like that. I don't know though. I like the the Paul Orndorff one too. I think it's a it's a. <clears> oh yeah, ball. I need a Paul Orndorff. But with this Jake, I think the chase is one of the green pants. Yeah. The one that match like the the Hasbro. Yeah. Like that look to me is just who Jake was, only because I had the Hasbro. I don't know how many times he even wore that in like real life, but to me that was real life for me when I was playing with. So if you know, I'm out and about, and you want like Jake in the green and who else? Yeah. Um. Orndorff and Eddie Guerrero. 
But if you're out and you see them, just buy them all, and I'll tell you if I want them. If not, we could return them. Target's return policy is pretty lenient, so yeah, let me know. So, so grab. I'll do the same. So we'll keep an eye out for each other. Cool. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you all for listening. Eric, thanks for coming on. As always. Got it. We will see you on the next